Welcome back to Podcast Recovery, everyone. We are your hosts, David O. And Eric V. I let you talk this time. You did. Very, very good. You did. Today we are joined by our friend in-house, Emily B. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Where are you from, Emily? I am from Baltimore, Maryland. All right. And when were you first introduced to recovery? I was introduced to recovery in 2011. All right. And uh, how much clean time do you have? Oh, gosh. I just celebrated eight years clean. Fantastic. My lucky number. Really? Yeah, it is. Hmm. So it was super special this year. Awesome. Oh, yeah, because you actually... You actually celebrated on your... I did. Yeah, that's cool. I know. It's amazing. So, what was it? It was year two I got to celebrate on my clean day, too. Mm -hmm. And it came around quickly again. It was crazy. I never have. You haven't, right? No. I celebrated once on mine. I don't get to until I have, like, 14 years clean. Because, like, the way, like, leap year hits, and it's, like, weird. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be a pain in the ass. Um... Um, that's awesome. And uh, with all that out of the way, I'm going to turn it over to you to share your story with us. So take her away. All right. Great. Um, yeah. So I'm just really grateful to be here. Gosh, my story. So um, I've been in the speaker circuit lately. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking a lot. But yeah, I mean, I grew up right outside of the city in Essex. Um, grew up with my mom, my dad, my brother. Mm-hmm. I was in, like, a loving household. My parents were like, I love you. Give me kisses and hugs. Super affectionate. Me and my brother are best friends. He, like, teases me and takes my toys away from me and makes me cry. We were just, like, a happy little family, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know. My mom always had really high expectations of me. Um, So, like, she would always make my hair perfect and Mm. want me to be the best at the you know, softball, game, um, whatever, get the highest grades, yeah. play the flute the best. Yep. And my dad always gave me everything that I wanted. Um, and so I really had a very good childhood, mm-hmm. and I also had a great experience in school besides being bullied, like, in elementary school and middle school for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then I got to high school, and, like, everything was great, and I had friends, Um and, like, I reconnected with these childhood friends that I, I had from elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. And I just I tried smoking weed for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is so badass. I'm so badass. That's all I could think was, like, really badass. So you started was, with weed before alcohol? Um, no. So that's not true. So when I was, yeah, I mean, in high school, it was, like, normal to drink, though. Like, yeah. everybody drank. So, like, yeah, I would, like, sneak into my parents' liquor cabinet, and I would take a little bit of peach schnapps, and me and my friend tried it when I was really young. Ew, it was disgusting. It burned so bad. that's That's a gross one. I think we even choked on it. We were like, and it just, it really hurt. I'm sure. So, we threw it out, and then um, I was, like, 14, and I was at my friend's house, and we decided to go, you know, the guys across the street, and they were the older guys, and they, like, listened to Biggie Smalls and smoked blunts, and we were like, we're going to go over there and be so cool. Yes. So we go over there, and we're hanging out, smoking cigarettes, and they go to the liquor store, and I get Cisco, um, and that was the first time that I ever drank. And, like, I threw, I I woke up the next morning with my hair matted to my head, and I was, like, naked in a towel wrapped around me. I had no idea what happened. I'm 14 years old, and I'm like, so I come downstairs in a towel 
And I'm like asking everyone, what happened to me? So basically, I just got so wasted that like I threw up all over myself and they had to put me in the shower. Somehow they put me to bed. So thank God nothing bad happened. But um, I mean, I remember thinking like, God, I'm glad that's over with or glad nothing bad happened to me. But I mean, it was just normal for people to drink in high school. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I ended up smoking weed for the first time, mm-hmm. which I always was like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, that was it. Like, it was fun. It was fun to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. It was fun to sneak over to my best friend's house. I would go over there in, like, one set of clothes and change into her clothes, smoke weed up in her room. Oh, my God. Then nice. change back into my clothes and, like, wash my hands. <laughs> and then my mom would come pick me up. You oh, know what God, I mean? Oh, God, Yes. Um, and then we got our driver's licenses and just used to, like, skip school. And I just didn't, like, have any interest in school anymore. Like, I, mm-hmm. it felt really good to just be a part of a group of people that, like, understood me. And whether that was we just sat in a room and laughed and, like, smoked weed. Yep. It was better than, like, being in school and trying to, like, compete with other kids for good grades. So I just kind of, like, put all my effort and my focus into that. Um, and so I was really smart. Like, I would skip one period every day so mm-hmm. I could go get high and come back and deal with school. Nice. Um, until like, I graduated high school just by the skin of my teeth. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just never saw like smoking weed as a problem. I remember getting out of high school, going to senior week, and I was always... Oh, yeah. You know, there was like kids that did other stuff. Like I remember one time this guy was like smoking crack, and I was like, well, I'm never going to do that, and this guy's a weirdo. Um, and then, like, I graduated high school, went to senior week, yep. and I took E for the first time. Yeah. And that was right. it. Like, it was a wrap. <laughs> I was, like, naked, running around, you know, in Ocean City, <laughs> senior week. You know, that's like, like a Maryland, that's like a pretty much Maryland thing, senior week. Like, a lot of other states don't have that shit. No. Probably a good idea. Yeah. We're, like, the only one I know. Yeah. Well, like, there's, like, a few other states. I think, like, New Jersey does it, too. Well, I feel like private schools, like, the kids don't really go to Ocean City, either. They go to, oh, like... No, fuck They no. go to, like, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. They go <laughs> to, they, like, they, Outer Banks. Yes. They're in Hilton Head, you know. <laughs> I know. And they rent, like, a whole house. Yeah. And they all just, you, you know, play board dicks. games. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. We just had, like, Shut two. up, Eric. <laughs> yeah, man. He's rich. He's rich. Dicks. Fucker. Oh, my God. Did you go to Outer Banks? I did not. Okay. Did you go to Senior Week? You didn't go I to did. Senior. You did? I did. Really? I did. You are white trash. I'm so I proud did. of you. I did go to Senior Week. <laughs> okay, so you take E, you're running naked throughout Ocean City. Continue. Yeah, I was. And so um, I like came home from Senior Week, and I convinced my best friend to do it, the one that I had started smoking weed mm. with. Yeah. And that we rolled like the whole summer. Ooh. So like those were the really <laughs> fun times. Um but I was like 150 pounds, mm-hmm. and I lost 20 pounds in like two months. That's not healthy. No, not at all. <laughs> I felt really good. I felt like I looked hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just remember like rolling, staying up all night, going to work. I was a server, mm-hmm. like leaving work, making enough money to like roll all night again, and then going back to work without any sleep. Yep. And um, I remember, like, towards the end of the summer when it was coming up to the time where, like, I had to start attending college mm-hmm. and, like, be a responsible person again. That, like, I remember just spending all my money and, like, driving in the car after rolling all night one night and thinking to myself, like, how am I ever going to pay my bills? You know, like, 
That was like the first thought of unmanageability that I can really remember mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it just didn't end there. Like, I always, always said, like, I was never going to do that next thing. So, like, after I did E, the next thing would have been, I'm not going to do Coke, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I met this guy when I was in Ocean City. And um, he actually, so I lived in Essex. He lived in Carroll County. Mm-hmm. So, like, traveling up to Carroll County to see him was really exciting for me because I was yeah. traveling, like, an hour away out in yeah. the country. Um, and, like, country kids were crazy. Like, they didn't have anything to do. So, they just had huge bonfire oh, parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were, like, throwing couches in the bar. I'm like, yep. what the hell? Yep. Um, and so, like, I ended up doing coke with him, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, guys always got... it. The combination of men and drugs always, like, got me to that next one beyond yeah. my line. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I remember, like, staying up with him all night on Coke. It was just mm-hmm. absolutely insane. And, like, I had to—we were actually right outside of Baltimore doing this mm-hmm. at a motel. And I had to wake up and drive him back home to Carroll County. Oh, God. And then go meet my mom for a facial. Oh, God. It was horrible. That sounds terrible. I wasn't even present. You know what I mean? No. I was like nodding out the whole time. Yeah. She was like, oh, what's wrong with you, sweetie? I'm like, I'm just tired. <laughs> I, I was serving last ex- night. Like, ex- leave me alone. Right. And then I remember I went home and I went to sleep. Um, For three days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so like after that, I mean, I was just off to the races. I started yeah. doing coke mm-hmm. every single day. I had this crazy next door neighbor that would give it to me. Good. What? Give it to you? What? Yeah, like he was okay. So like I had this next door neighbor, which is really sad because he's actually passed away because of this disease. Mm. Um, and he had like massive amounts of coke, and he would like invite me over and want to like snort it off of inappropriate places and do things like that. Wow! Just to give me a bunch of it. And I remember I was like nineteen, and he was probably going on like forty two. You know what I mean? But he just Ooh. used to. So it was That's crazy. Weird. It is weird. Lots of weirdos out there when you Yeah. <laughs> so that was a good combination for you know me. They, I got a lot of You know what drugs. they call that, right? They what? Call, they call that a dick dinger. What is that? It's a dick dinger. It's when you snort it off. Uh, 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 what, uh, what it sounds like. Yeah. Yep, it's a dick dinger. Huh. You ever done a dick dinger, Eric? No, I'm still at like the 4219 thing. <laughs> like, oh, okay. there. Uh, I'm not even at your joke yet. Oh, um, okay. Wow, that's an age difference. That's like kind of creepy. All right. Yeah. There was always creepy people like that. There was oh, always course. creepy. Yeah, I know. That's, they're, that's they're, the they litter lifestyle. the stories, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just crazy, man. And I remember like thinking to myself, this is so horrible. I'm just trying to go to college. I remember going to accounting class one day, all reared up on Coke. And I think I walked in and I sat down and I looked at the teacher and I looked at the guy next to me. And then I think I just got up and left. And I was like, That sounds about accurate. Like, I am not doing this right. (laughs) Like, this is, why did I even drive here? Right? Yeah. So, I just remember, like, marking the days off my calendar. Like, holy shit, I, like, didn't do coke today. I didn't do coke today. I didn't do Mm -hmm. coke today. Mm -hmm. So then when it would get to a week... I'd be like, I'm going to go celebrate, and I'm going to get some coke. Some coke. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would be like, days, um, and I was just a zombie. I don't even know. Oh, and then I, okay, so I was like, I'm like, how did I get into oxys then? So I found the love of my life after that. Yeah. I met this guy. 
we were partying together, and he, like, got into a really bad car accident, and so he had, like, Percocets, mm-hmm. which I didn't know, or like, yeah. oxycodones. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. So, hanging out at his house, I, like, went over after he got in this accident, I'm, like, helping take care of him, and he's like, here, take some of these, you know? And I wake up the next morning, I don't even remember what happened. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. And, um... You know, after we, like, did all of them, I was like, well, this sucks. We don't have any more of those things that you have, and I would really like to do some. And so he was like, well, I got a friend. I'm going to call him. And he did. He called him, and he got Oxycontin. And that was like, I don't know. Like, Oxys were just, they don't even make Oxys the same anymore. No. They have, like, the coating on them that you can't scratch off. And, like. Oh, I know. Now I'm romanticizing it, but. That was, like, the love of my life. Like, just the whole thing of, like, scratching it off. and Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 The the 60s, but we won't go into, like, the actual stuff. Yeah. And the colors and stuff. The colors and all that. Yeah. But it was just horrible. You know, and it was crazy. So, um, he hung out with this whole group of friends. And so, the, the girls that I had grown up with, like, had smoked weed with me and been in that season of, like, doing ecstasy. Mm-hmm. But when I started getting into coke and the harder drugs, they kind of stayed where they were. And I, like, graduated to this whole group of, like, using people. So, oh, yeah. that guy became my boyfriend and all of his friends used... And so they were my friends. I put that in quotation marks because they were never my friends. Yeah. But I literally told myself that they were my friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, yeah, we just, we were off to the races. Um, and it was really bad. And so, like, all of those friends that were in that circle were, like, already doing heroin, right? And they were, like, dope sick. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand because we were, like... Using Oxycontins maybe, like, a couple times a week Mm -hmm. and whatever. And I was like, well, this is amazing. I'm not like those people. I'm not, like, shooting dope. I'm not getting sick. I'm not doing anything like that. And so we bought our first apartment together. And it was, like, Bonnie and Clyde. Like, we were just, like, the king and queen of our friends. I put that in quotation marks again. Which is crazy. This is really how I thought back then. Yeah. I just thought we were the shit. And so, um... Yeah, man, I was like, well, we're better than them because we're not getting sick. And I'll never forget the day I woke up sick. Mm. And I was Mm. like, oh, shit. I think that, like, I think that I'm like them. And I was like, I need a pill. And um, so it was that time that I was, we were living in that apartment that um, kind of, like, it was just really hard partying, so, like, tripping on mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> doing coke, being addicted to pills, just going to, like, the strip club. I always wanted to go to the strip club, you know, like, you can get drunk there. It was, like, my thing. Nice. Wait, what? Which strip club? No, don't say it. Don't say it. But no, no, let's, but. Let's not. It's but, called a ski. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kind of, like, thinking, like. That's where you wanted to go get drunk? Was that the strip club? Yeah. yeah. Everyone hung out at the strip club. Hell yeah, what? dude. Mm-hmm. Is this... Dude, yes. Strip I, clubs are amazing. No one... I, I I don't know. No one was ever like, let's go get drunk at the strip club. Right? What? Everyone was like, let's go to Old Ellicott City. I went to a strip club where it was BYOB. So oh. you could bring your... I'm so romanticizing this. But yeah, dude. Look, fuck yeah. That's... Whoop. That wasn't... Dude. I... I 
I've been to a strip club one time and I had to wash my hands like multiple times. <laughs> uh, I was like, this is gross. Uh, I can't do it, guys. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. There's, there's, there's a... Oh, you were a yuppie user. No, I'm just I, kidding. I, yes, 100% he was. I, I, get, I, I get down, but yeah, like, yes and no. Yes and no. But, huh. You've never been to a strip club in Not to romanticize it, uh, but they are the softest people on earth. (laughs) What? They must bathe in cocoa butter because they are so soft. They do not. Um, They probably don't don't wash their feet. I don't. I I just. I don't don't know. It just doesn't doesn't seem hygienic. I don't know. Just, you know, it seems kind of. I don't care. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I just, uh, I never. I don't know. I never heard someone be like, let's go get drunk at the strip club. Like, um, well, I'm, from, I'm from Essex. Everybody I was going to ask, yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah. is it an Essex thing? But I didn't want to be rude. No, you know? it's totally an Essex thing. <laughs> Essex, Middle River. Appar- apparently it's a Howard County thing, too, because I fucking love that shit. Oh, well, that's because like they have a good one up there. They, we do. Have, you know, you County? like keep track of this? <laughs> like, what is wrong with <laughs> they, well, they have a good one. Okay. okay. So, we digressed. Uh, yeah, I mean, so at the time that I was in the apartment, my brother passed away. Mm. So he got electrocuted at work, and it was a really freak accident. Oh, and Jesus. so I was, like, using really, really hard and, like, all caught up in my life and thinking that I was just, like, better than better and, like, yeah. kind of ignoring my family who didn't like this boyfriend. And my brother, I wasn't paying attention to him at all, and my brother would try to contact me and hang out with me and all this other stuff. And he used to come over and hang out with his boyfriend. And so he used to hang out with the boyfriend more than he would hang out with me just because I, like, wasn't present. I was just always thinking about using and getting yeah. one more. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want my brother to, like, know. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to seem like I wasn't doing anything. And, um, yeah, man, he, like, died and... It was really upsetting. So, like, up until that point in my life, I just, in my eyes, literally had the perfect life. And it just completely flipped upside down. So I had never had anyone close to me um, in my life die before. And mm-hmm. it was my brother. And so, like, I, I understood that when someone leaves and they don't come back, like, they're not coming back. And um, I just used drugs to, like drown my feelings and so my brother passing away was really the catalyst for the progression of my disease like Mm -hmm. I really truly believe that everything happens for a reason and I believe that I would have been out there using way way longer Mm -hmm. if this life thing had not happened um and I used really hard for like two years after that and it was just the bottom of bottom like I'll just run through it really quick I mean I ended up smoking crack and doing heroin Mm -hmm. um I had a girl shoot me up one time, mm. and um, I think that she screwed me and didn't share her cotton shot right, but mm. I don't know. Yeah. And so, like, I told her to go buy some crack for me, and I wanted her to come back and shoot me up. And when she got back to the apartment, it was at the end of my addiction. And I'm staying with this man who's, like, 50 years old, and he has, like, a mullet and two teeth. Oh, God. What? And I'm, like, sleeping with him every single day for a ball crack. Oh, God. And he has two little girls, three and two, and I'm taking oh care of God. them. And their mother's in jail. Of course. And, like, my friend walks in with the crack, and she says, all right, let's go to the bathroom and do it. Let me shoot you up. And he said, no, you're not allowed to do that here. And, like, I am so grateful for that man that mm-hmm. he made her leave and that she wasn't able to do that. 
Because I think that that would have... I just don't think that I would be here, you know? So, um, yeah, man, like, that that's where it took me. I was a stripper for two years. So that's that's why why you know. (laughs) I just know, right. That's it. That explains a lot more. Really, you never bathed in cocoa butter? No. Son of a bitch. I just used to rub it on It's like, why would you just know that? Like, why would you know Howard County has the good one? Like, that's like a weird (laughs) thing to know. Yeah. Because... I was obsessed with it for, like, two years. Me, too. <laughs> um, well... Oh, so what you must have gave this? me all your money. I, <laughs> I'm just I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, wait a minute, where did you work again? Yeah. What years were this? Our paths could have crossed. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, at the end, I was evicted from my apartment. I was dope sick all the time. I was just trying to get one more... I was tired of taking off my clothes for money. Mm-hmm. I had burnt all my bridges. It was just crazy. And so at the very end, when I literally had nothing left, and I lived in Parkville, my um, I called my dad, and my dad came and picked me up. And he brought me up to him in my mom's house in Carroll County, and he said, hey, do you want to go to treatment? Um and, like, the only reason that I went is just so that I wouldn't be dope sick. Yeah. Mm. You know? But yeah. it, but I was like, I'm just going to go. And I went, and it was, like, the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and so, like, while I was there, it was so crazy. So, like, the day that I went, I just, like, went up in my grandmother's cabinet and took all the pills I possibly could. Oh, God. And then they gave me, like, more pills when I got there to help me detox, but they, like, counteract with the ones I had already t- so I was just like walking around slurring my words for like yeah. days. And um Do you know what you took? Yeah, I took like a colotopin and then they gave me like oh. Suboxone to like detox on. Yeah. Mm. Sounds good. It was really crazy. It sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds about right. What did what did Kim take? Like that one remember in her episode how she talked she took she was taking like cardiac medicine with like well, that was that was a mistake. Yes. Yeah, like, but she just she, took like yeah. a she just took like a random handful of pills and was just like down the fucking well. Yeah. You need and, to look that shit up. Yeah, and then she looked it. it up and uh, and it was like, yeah, it was like a cardiac medication and like a seizure medication. We were like, what the fuck? You'll take anything. You'll take anything. Yeah, it's true. Just to make you feel outside yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they told me what I had to do when I left. Mm-hmm. They told me that I had a disease just like someone has cancer. And just like someone with cancer has to treat it with chemotherapy, mm-hmm. you have to treat it this way. And so... I remember that, like, I laughed so hard. So we had to, like, do these skits in treatment, and I don't even know what they were based off of. I just remember, like, us acting like we were crackheads peeking out a window. I mean, it was, like, charades. I don't even know. But (laughs) it was just so much fun, you know? And I hadn't laughed in years. Like, I I feel like when my brother died, and then I was using that hard for two years, like, or two and a half years. I just hadn't laughed. And um, so it was relieving, you know? And then mm-hmm. I went home to my parents' house, and I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, my parents really supported me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would take me where I needed to go. Um, and so, like... Did you go to a meeting right away? Yeah, I did. Nice. So when I got out, my dad took me to a meeting. Mm-hmm. We went, 
It was crazy. We stayed. As soon as the meeting was over, I was like, Dad, we got to go. I'm not trying to talk to any of these people. No. So my, we're leaving, and my dad sees someone that he used to work with. Of course. And so the guy stops him, and they're talking, and he's like, Hey, has your daughter talked to any of the women? Um, so he screams across the room, and he's like, There's this girl here, and she's new. And I'm, like, dying. I'm like, Oh, my God. Yeah. So Deer in headlights. They all came over and they talked to me. Mm-hmm. They gave me their phone numbers. Um, and so the next day we went home and next day when I woke up, I was like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. But I knew that I didn't want to use. Mm-hmm. But I kind of did want to use just because it's so comfortable. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, what am I supposed to do with myself? So I actually called one of the women. Actually, I called a couple of the women, and only one woman called me back. But that's mm-hmm. all I needed. I just needed one woman to yeah. call me back. Yep. So she called me back, and we talked on the phone for about 45 minutes. And it was like I was in high school all over again. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, I was on the phone with someone who actually wanted to hear what I had to say. And I actually wanted to have a conversation with the person, yeah. which was not something that I ever did. Right. Like, you want to give her a first name shout out? Who was it? Helen. It was Helen? Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, it was Helen. And so, um, yeah, she invited me over her house. was like, you want to go to a meeting with me? So I go over her house. My dad takes me over there. I'm like, are you sure you want me to come to your house? Like, she's mm-hmm. inviting me to her house. Yeah. And I walk in. She has a house. She has cars. She has a husband. She has children. Yeah. And she's dressed in business casual clothes from work. And I'm like... What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Like, this woman has no idea what I've been through. She has no idea who I am. Mm. And I'm standing there, and it's always like God hears exactly what I'm saying. And she was like, oh, she was like, do you want to see my picture from treatment? And I was like, sure. So she pulls it out of her wallet, and it's literally this picture of her. She was probably, I don't, like 150 pounds then when I met her. She pulls out this uh, picture from treatment. She's like 89 pounds. Oh. Soaking wet. Oh, God. Eyes rolled into the back of her head. Hair slicked back to her head. And at that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm in the right place. Yeah. Like, I'm exactly in the right place where Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be, and this woman knows what I've been through. And um, she was just amazing. She picked me up, you know, for meetings. All the time. Um, and I have an infant now, and she had a two-year-old. So mm-hmm. I don't know how she did it, but it was a godsend. And so I just rolled with her and her husband. Um, and they would take me everywhere. And I would go over to their house, and we would watch football. And people would come over, and we'd have food. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling so awkward. But I was like, so, I mean, I Eric asked, knows what that's, that's like. Yeah, we, you, we were talking about that yeah. before you came over. Eric always feels awkward. Really? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Any large groups feel terribly anxious. Yeah. Any new groups, I feel oh, anxious. The worst. I have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And then I can, like, participate. Oh, I don't um, care. <laughs> I'm, do, I'm doing car wheels anyway. I, I know. <laughs> Dave's just like, whatever. Yeah, fuck a dog. Don't care. <laughs> Um, so like I didn't listen to people, uh, when I came around the first time and I definitely, I I went back out and I used, Mm -hmm. um, and it was a horrible experience because everything that I had learned and every ounce of peace that I had gained, Mm -hmm. like went right in the stem the first time I took a hit. Yep. It was crazy. Um, and I, I stayed out, you know, 
for the for like two months. And it was so I always talk about this. So like people will blow up my phone and want to know where I was and I used to hate it. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to like smoke crack and you're calling me. Yeah. Like, stop calling. And I remember going to the grocery store one day after like being completely hungover and I had just quit my job at Applebee's and I saw this woman that I knew, you know, from mm-hmm. recovery. And um, I was trying to dodge her, and I just couldn't dodge her, and she saw me. And it was like as soon as she said hi to me, I just started crying, Mm -hmm. you know. And I, like, broke down into tears, and I was like, I've been using. Um, And I'm sure she was like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Actually, she just, they're like a deer in the headlights. She was like. I don't don't even remember your name. I just wanted to say hi. Right. She was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, when I, I came back in and I, I did what I was supposed to do and it was the best decision that I ever made. I got clean on, uh, you know, March 23rd of 2011. Mm -hmm. I haven't looked back since. Um, I have tons of friends that I've made in the rooms. Um, a lot of people that love me and, uh, a lot of people that I love and, um, you know, I've really learned how to like myself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, like, going into the career thing. So, like, when I came around, somebody, I, I used to work at the American Red Cross, right? Oh, really? And, yeah, that was the very first job that I ever had. Mm. And so I used to work there from 12 to 9. I'd have to call for blood donations. And um, after working there for a little while, uh they told me that, you know, I could apply for a job. It was going to be a promotion, like, within the American Red Cross. And I was thinking to myself, I'm never going to get that. I'm never going to get that. So, mm-hmm. anyways, I was like, I'm just going to apply for it. So, I applied for the job, and I go in for the interview, and they gave me the promotion. Nice. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, like, I get to start working at another location for the American Red Cross. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, I actually had just moved into a house that was much closer to that location with like some people hmm. in recovery nice. um so it was all godsend it was like doing the next right thing mm-hmm. the next right thing will happen yep. so like i get this job and they give me a badge so you had to swipe in the door i oh. thought i was amazingly cool yeah. i was like this is awesome <laughs> was it on like one of the little like extendy belts yes things? and yes. i would just play with it <laughs> and i would yeah. i would actually take it and i would wear it to meetings just so people knew that like i um, and so, like, they gave me an email. That's and they, bougie as fuck. They gave me a phone with I an extension. Badge, I know. <laughs> um, Where's your recovery at? I got a badge. I know. <laughs> Work some more steps. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, after that, uh, I worked there for a while. And so, one of my, Helen, mm-hmm. shout out to Helen again. She told me to come in and interview for this position, and I got an entry-level position as an admin, mm-hmm. and I worked my butt off for five years, and, um, and like, after that, I wanted to move up, and so I went and I interviewed for, yeah. you know, to be the executive assistant to a stadium manager at a stadium that's here in Baltimore. Nice. And uh, I got the job. And, like, I've just slowly moved my way up. So it was really funny, though, because the one admin job that I used to work at 
was on Baltimore Street. And so, like, if anyone's from uh, Baltimore, yeah. they know that the one end of Baltimore Street is, like, the strip of all the strip clubs. Yep. And I, in recovery, worked on the other end of Baltimore Street. So, there I was, like, go. moving on up. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, recovery's been amazing for me. Um, I think that I just want to share about this. So... Uh, when I first got clean, uh, my dad's the first person that took me to a meeting um, because of my brother passing away. My dad's really struggled with with drugs again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when I got clean, he had just started using. Mm-hmm. And so, like, while over the past eight years, I've come to this point where, like, I can love myself and I have a successful career Um, I have an amazing boyfriend. I just had my first child. Um, I can, like, have a relationship with God today. I can help other people. Um, My dad has slowly (laughs) went down the tube, you know? Um, And so it was really hard to, like, watch that happen. And I had to separate myself and put space in between him. Yeah. Um, and myself so that I could stay clean and I could stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, he just, I had to separate myself from him. And so he actually got clean for a year and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I had my dad back for like an entire year and then he went back out. Um, mm-hmm. And so I am happy to say that my dad has a month clean. Nice. Um, Congratulations. Like everything's perfect timing. Yeah. So my boyfriend and I just moved into a house with my mom. Um, well, it's her house. So my grandmother passed away and we moved in with her and it's just, God has the most perfect timing Mm -hmm. because we move in. My dad calls and says that he's really struggling. Um, he's suicidal Mm. and, uh, and he feels very alone. And like, you know, I created a lot of space in between him and I, but I just felt like. I should really step up and try and help him. Yeah. And so did my mom. So now we're like one big happy family underneath a roof, you know? It's me, my mom, my dad, it's my boyfriend, it's my son. And it's crazy. So, like, my little girl inside is like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I get, you know? Um, and everything's been really good. And so I am I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he hasn't died i'm grateful that i've had the opportunity to kind of like be a power of example for him mm-hmm. yeah it's been really awesome um so yeah i can't stop won't stop no matter what yeah one right. day at a time <laughs> all right love it all right i think we got some questions for you oh yeah you started sure. last time so i'm gonna start you're gonna start yeah fuck you what you heard me that's rude i know Fucking asshole over here. Uh, okay. Um, all right, we'll start with that question. So we like we've all heard the expression that misery loves company. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how true do you think that is in like sort of like pulling you farther down the rabbit hole um, in addiction? How like your your old friends became your old friends, and then these new friends like these using friends really kind of like became more part of your life. Yeah. I mean, misery loves company. So when I got clean, I had to change people, places and things. Mm -hmm. And it was so difficult for me to leave all of my friends behind. Yeah. I put in quotation marks again because they were not my friends. No. Um, Misery loves company. 
they didn't want me to get better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. Yep. Um, and so it was really hard when I first got clean and, like, I met all these new people. And I, I had been around for, like, a couple of years. And I remember, like, thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing here with all these people? Yep. Like, I don't know them. Because I have been out there using with people for, like, eight years, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then I was coming in just a couple of years clean really starting to form relationships with people and I, it's what I would have I would just look around and be like these people don't know me yeah and it was just such a lie you mm-hmm. know so it, it was my it was my negative thinking too that wanted me to believe like those people were like actually my friends mm-hmm. you know when yeah. they're not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you got Eric well I, I do have kind of like a sick question first did you say that your first time shooting heroin was a cotton shot Yes. Oh, poor thing. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Eric. Sorry, I said I was sick. I said yeah, I was sick. Did I not preface that with I was sick? You did. I said I was sick. I was a little sick. Of, a little bit sick, David. I like sick people. You know what I mean? A little sick. I had to ask, you know? I mean, a cotton shot, that sucks. Did you? You know, did I did you? have to ask because okay. I thought I heard Let's it. Let's get to a real question. You know? You I don't gross. even think it was a cotton shot. I think it was like a water with cotton in it and she just faked it, which is even worse. <laughs> I just had to, you know, I had to ask. I had to ask. But, um, okay. So, going back to kind of what you said earlier, when you lost um, 20 pounds when you did E Mm -hmm. that one summer, Mm -hmm. um, and you were kind of talking, uh, I guess to kind of, like, preface this, um, like, I've had, like, eating disorder issues and, like, image problems. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you said, like, you lost 20 pounds, you're like, I was super hot and, like... You know, it's great losing, like, 20 pounds and you felt better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. in recovery, you're going to, like, you know, gain some of that weight back, right? And do you kind of, like, ever try to, or do you ever try to get, like, back to, like, your using weight? Or do you, like, look at your using weight? Not, like, when you're, you know, about to die. Mm-hmm. But, like, your using weight of when, like, you feel like you actually looked good. Like, do you ever, like, Ooh. think about that and you're like, oh, man, like, I was so, like, oh, if I could get back to that. I feel like this is, like, a whole nother podcast. Like, I could talk about this for an hour. Oh, wow. um, yes, absolutely. I When I first, okay, so I was 150 pounds in high school. Like, that's the weight that I really feel comfortable felt comfortable around and then when I got clean I gained 26 pounds and it was so I remember sitting there crossing my hands across my stomach um and so were you at 150 when you got clean yeah okay well I had gotten down the first time I was like down to 130 and then I got Mm -hmm. clean and then I used again and I was still at 150 so I mean it was just really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and after a couple two years of being tired of it a friend got me into working out um and i've never had an eating disorder but i have always thought to myself when i got to that weight if i could just get back down to 150 pounds everything would be perfect Mm -hmm. right like i'll just be okay Mm -hmm. and that never happened for me and so through working out and eating right and eating healthy my body really changed and it was more appropriate for me. So like I was 168 pounds, but I lost inches and built muscle and yeah. I looked really good and stuff. And, um, and so, you know, I always fluctuated with like working out and then not working out and working out and not working out. And um, I'm an overeater. Mm-hmm. I love to stuff my face. Um, I don't know why it just makes me feel better. 
Um, <laughs> and so through the process, like I've been in really good shape and like the way I looked. And so I just had a baby and, and now I'm up to 199 pounds and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And all I can think about is what am I going to do to fix it? Cause if I just lose the weight, I'll be, and then I look back on myself and I think I looked amazing. Why did I ever think I was fat? You know? Mm. Um, so yes, absolutely. Body question. image and weight is such a, such a vulnerable area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. using weight, like using like good using weight, not, not like disgusting about to die using weight. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, when you're like, I look good. And then like you gain, and, like, you know, well, and all just the way back. When I was a stripper, I was like rock solid built. Yeah. Like a shit brick house. Shit brick house. Shit, brick shit house? I haven't heard brick, that. Brick, brick shit, shit house. house. Brick, shit brick house. Shit brick house. Anyways, I, I looked really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. And I got that body from that, you know? Yeah. So that's where my mind will play tricks on me. What, from like the pole dancing? Yes. Yeah. If you think about it's, it, it's, great it's a lot thighs. of work. I it's know. Really it's great a great workout. Thighs. I do know that. I've been doing, um, I've I been doing a lot of electros, like, you know, strip aerobics for years. It's been really great. Uh, like, it's a lot thighs. of upper body strength, right? Like, there's a lot of, yeah. But then I, you gotta, like, intertwine your thighs and hang upside down and do all sorts of shit. Right. My, twer- my twerking and, game is A. plus. I'll have you know. Oh, Can yeah. we see it, though? No. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no. All right. All right. David? Um, okay. Um, how relieving has it been? Like, you talked about it, uh, sort of like the regular share, like, um, and, like, we all did it. Like, we have, we had a facade when we were using, like, oh, this person is worse than us, or, like, oh, I'm employed right now, so things are going well. Mm. And um, how relieving is it to, know, like, come into recovery and not have to keep up as much of a facade like we're still we're still people and we still like put up fronts here and there mm. but like to to just really like let your guard down and like you said with helen like oh shit like you don't know me but then she's like show me your treatment picture this bitch knows me 100 yeah. percent. Mm. so what like how relieving is that to just finally just let go of that shit oh it's amazing because i get moments i get well more than not, I have a lot of moments in my life where um, I can be completely humble and the other person that I'm with can be completely humble and then we can really connect, right, on a level. Because oh, yeah. when I think that I'm better than or I think that I'm less than, it's really hard for me to connect with someone. Yeah. Um, and then mm. on the other hand, if they're feeling the same way, I mean, we're just missing shots all over the place, like just merely existing standing next to each other kind of thing Mm -hmm. so if i think about it that's what i was doing my entire using i was never making oh i thought i was making real connections when i was really drunk and i was on coke but like i'm not the real life connections um that i have made in recovery and like i still struggle with that in relationships where I don't know, for example, um, maybe I'm on my high horse or maybe there's a friend that's on their high horse. And, you know, it creates like a rift in the relationship mm-hmm. where um, like something's just missing. And so it doesn't feel very good. Yeah. So I really love when those when the defects of character get to like dissipate and then you just come back together. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about recovery is just like. 
being in harmony with other people yeah. and not having to like keep up with the Joneses or mm-hmm. feel like I can't go talk to these people or be a part of this group or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What you got, Eric? Shoot. Hmm. So you said you used E for an entire summer? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, he always goes. You are sick. You're the sick question. He's the sick one. He's the dark one. Uh, probably. Yeah. Like Let's say yeah. Let's yes. say yeah. I'm probably the dark one. I'm the yin to Surprisingly, your yang. like I think outwardly it wouldn't look that way, but internally, Not at for all. sure. Yeah. Um, I just hide my darkness. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. With pretty shiny things. You would, <laughs> um, so. Uh, the thing with E, like, I, don't know, I was always, whenever I'd take E, I would do it, like, once or twice, and then I would take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only drug that I would, like, could ever do that with, where I could take it, like, just a few times, and then I would take a break for, like, six months to a year. But for, uh, you know, what, a whole summer? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any, like, lasting effects from taking, like, Ooh. E? And, like, how, how, what, you were, like, I mean, this isn't, like, the E now, which I'm sure is still just cut to shit, but, like... Back then, like, mm-hmm. he was, like, rough. Like, I remember, like, Louis Vuitton's and, like, Jesus Up, Hose Down and all that sort of yes. shit. Yeah, your Jesus eyes lit up down. on that vest, I know. Um, <laughs> Number but, one. Yes, they are. They are the best, uh, for sure. Oh, God. Um, it's a little sick, but it's true. Um, but, yeah, do you think there's any, like, lasting effects, like, mentally from, like, that much ecstasy? Yeah, I remember uh, when I was rolling that whole summer, actually not being able to put sentences together, um, like, when I wasn't on it. And then I remember when I actually got off of it about a year later, we, me and my friends picked up some guy from the bar, and he was like, e-tarted. That's what we used to call it, <laughs> e-tarted. Oh, God. <laughs> and, yeah, he couldn't even speak, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, that's what I used to look like. Um, lasting effects from that. And then I remember when I started doing OCs, the more I started doing them, the more my mental process just like slowed down so much. And I do really? truly believe that like I, I do have side effects from like using where oh, I've yeah. messed up my memory, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. my speech when I first, you know, got clean. It's taking me years of practice to be able to. I mean, I, I guess speak clearer, like I used to mumble, mm-hmm. just all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. E-tarted, though. Remember that I one? I do remember that. E-tarted. I actually, I, yes, I know exactly what it you're talking like about. It was like a proud thing to be e-tarted during really? that time. You yeah. think so? But I didn't think so. <laughs> See, I didn't, I was not a proud, uh, I would just be like, oh man, take a break. That was my, that was my usual thing. Never stop, but Are take a break. Are you sure? Yeah. You're an addict then? <laughs> oh, yes. Eric is an addict. Mm. I'm just a little weird. Yes, he's just a little weird. Very weird. I have a lot of structure. Yeah. it's He's a bougie addict. He's 100% fucking the bougiest of addicts. Um, okay, back to the real shit. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, so in active addiction, you were using to deal with grief. What have you done in recovery to sort of process uh, that? 
So um, when I got clean and I was actually in, I had a counselor when I was in treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he helped me a lot. It, it's so interesting. He wasn't an addict, so I was very pissed off because yeah. he was the counselor that I got who wasn't an addict. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you. You're not going to understand how I feel. Um, and he really helped me. I mean, we did a, we did a lot of stuff on grief. Mm-hmm. We did meditation on grief. And... I think for me, forming a relationship with the God of my understanding, um, it hit me one day that I was going to be able to see him again. Mm. You know, like I believe that when I leave here that I am going to see my brother again. Mm. And so that thought is really what helped me deal with the fact that he's gone is that like you know i just i get to see him again um and there's other little things that have happened Mm -hmm. like um i had one of my high school friends pass away and her mom went and saw um, a medium and this medium told her i need you know your daughter's come to me and she told me to tell you to tell emily that whenever she sees pennies she should always pick the penny up and look at the year and think of her brother and and what happened. And then he told my mom she should listen to the radio. Whenever she hears songs that were some of his favorite songs, she should think about him. And so I see pennies all over the place at the oh, craziest yeah. time. I mean, just all kinds of stuff that he lets me know that he's with them. Well, he, that he's with me. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, grieving is so interesting. So it's never the same for two people. No. Um, It's completely different, Mm -hmm. right? It has the stages, but it's completely different. So it's actually helped me be able to channel that to help other people who are going through grief. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to let them know that, like, there's not a time limit on grieving, Um and it never looks the same, so don't let anyone tell you how to deal with it, right? Yeah. I see people be like, oh, well, they're they're dead and they're gone, and so let's just, like, move on. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they got some serious fucking issues. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> very aggressive yeah. approach yeah. to yeah. grief. That's mm-hmm. a very cold nature of it, that. It's yeah. a difficult emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, back, yeah. Back to you, Eric. With, back to with, me. With sports. Okay. So, um, I feel like you're like. For the record, when you're when you're speaking and he's over there like scribbling, doesn't make you nervous. Makes me nervous. No, does really? it make you nervous? It does. No, but Why? he's very like just back and forth in the chair, and then grabs his pad and scribbles and puts it back, and then just sways back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess uh, I guess this is kind of these. The, my next two questions are, they're not really related, but, um, so you had a sugar daddy, uh, it sounded like, right? Yeah. Was it a sugar daddy? It sounded uh, kind of like a sugar daddy. I, I, yeah, I thought that no, as well. I was, like, I was oh. an interesting stripper, okay? Like, I had a boyfriend, and I would go to work, and wow. I would tell all the men I had a boyfriend. Well, no, no, not the strip, not the stripper stuff. I do have a question about the stripper stuff, but the the guy, <laughs> the stripper stuff, the guy who had the mullet and the two teeth. Yes, you're right. Isn't okay. that kind of like a sugar daddy yeah, situation? Thinking, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess like, what is? I don't really know how to word the question. Um, Just say it. I always wanted I a sugar des- mama back in the day. <laughs> Describe awesome. sugarbaby.com. What? I'm getting married. Stop that. 
Yeah, I thought I thought we talked about this. I don't know. Um, did uh, did we? I thought we maybe I talked to someone else about the sugar daddy thing or sugar mama thing. Um, just describe, I guess, what it's. I mean, what is that situation like? I mean, like it's it's very kind of transactional, right? Um, it's horrible. Like, but what is? I mean, how does that change your idea of what a relationship should be? Like, how Whoa. from you know what a relationship is, mm-hmm. and then you're entering like a sh- you know the sugar relationships. Um, the sugar relationships. Are you so? Are you Jesus? Um, are you the, going, uh, <laughs> Are you going for like what? What's what, it like? What being is in the like, post? Um, effects of on relationships of, on relationships from being in like unhealthy the, yeah, relationships. unhealthy like not even unhealthy but like a sugar like daddy like type well that's a type of yeah. unhealthy but that's like a different relationship than an unhealthy relationship right so I mean well I'm using you for technology so that's kind of like a sugar daddy situation we'll get no, into that later no, no. no I'm kidding okay Go. so how does that affect no I'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> um I mean, it's a really good question. So I was in a mentally and physically abusive relationship while I was Mm -hmm. using. Mm -hmm. And then I had men. So, like, yes, that wasn't, I guess, because um, it's something that I learned, like, working with other women in the program. um, It's just basically that just because they didn't give me money. Mm-hmm. Right doesn't mean that they weren't my sugar daddy. So that's why when you said sugar daddy, I was like, "What? I didn't have a sugar daddy. Um, I had many of them. I had drug dealers. I had sugar daddies. I, I mm. they gave me drugs for transactions. Right? Like yeah. I used my body to be able to get whatever I wanted. Mm. And so when I came into recovery, I gained weight. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like God like removed um, the ability for me to be able to just use my body to get whatever I wanted. Um, hmm. and I had to learn how to not do that, which was interesting. So I was a huge flirt. I, I wanted attention. I would wear really tight clothes and really low cut clothes to get attention from men. Um, and I had women who would tell me, oh, you don't want to dress that way. And so all of that translated. So hmm. I am a serial dater in recovery. Hmm. Um, and I've been in multiple relationships and I have dated men for their money in recovery. I have dated them for the way that they look and their height and their amazing body in recovery. Um, I've also dated men because I wanted to fix them. Oh, yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. all of those relationships, nothing ever came of it. Um, and so I was left very heartbroken and wondering what was wrong with me. And so... Um, this woman that I was working with in recovery, she's amazing. She told me, how about when you start dating someone, you look for what's on the inside, right? And that was a new concept for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that's what I did. I started looking for what was on the inside. And I actually, so my my boyfriend, Jamie, who's so amazing that I'm with now, he's such a nice guy that Mm -hmm. when we first started dating, I was like, I cannot fucking date him because he's so nice to me. Like, I just want him to like be mean to me or like do something to like take advantage of me or use like, cause that's what I'm used Uh, to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it was such a healing process for me. Like I actually struggled dating my boyfriend for a little while cause he's so nice. And I'm just so grateful that I listened to women tell me, like, how great of a guy he is. And 
uh, everything like that because it's it's he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like I could never be with anyone who didn't treat mm-hmm. me good. Now, yeah, right. But yeah. before it was completely acceptable to me, even at six years, seven years clean. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that is? Like yeah, why? I was gonna, like, I was yeah, definitely I mean, going to have a follow up to that. Like, like uh, how? Yeah, I think I got this. You got it. Okay. I got this. Okay, so my follow up to that is, um, how how was it? So because I think that sort of goes with like self image and like how we think of ourselves as addicts and like mm-hmm. we have the itty bitty shitty committee upstairs and right. like I heard that in a while. Uh, I know. Um, throwback. Um, <laughs> How was it like building up that self-esteem to come into a healthy relationship and realize that like that's what you deserved all along instead of like all those like toxic relationships or like not even necessarily toxic but not mm-hmm. healthy, not like not right for you. It was just a huge spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. I'm really not sure like what I was doing before. I think it was just all I, I needed it for experience. Yeah. Right, because I I tried the good looking guy, the guy with money, mm-hmm. right, and I never tried um, the inside stuff. I it has been, um, I mean, I just it's helped me love myself more. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, and I just would never let anyone treat me like that again. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Um. You got one. Do you have how many? How many? I have. have uh, I have at least one more, minimum one more. Stock questions? No, no. Do you want to do the last as a stock question? I'll ask this question now. Let's do one to one. Do one to one. One one one, one. one one one. You want three more questions total? Yes. That's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So you, how is addiction manifested? In recovery, like how, what other sort of, how is it cropped up? Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, shopping and clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I have so many clothes that I could probably wear an outfit every single day for an entire month and not have to do laundry. Nice. Maybe. I could do that too. Even yeah. a month and a half. Me too. Yeah. I have a lot of clothes. Um, and so, <laughs> a lot of debt, spending money. Mm-hmm. That I actually yep. just paid off um, most of it. Mm-hmm. And so now I, it's crazy. I was going to actually go spend money on my Amazon credit card today, Ooh. and I didn't. Nice. I just won't. Yeah. It was so awful to be in debt and mm. be making minimum payments. Um, food. Yep. Oh, food's such a big one for yep. me right now. Um. And then it's also manifested into healthier things like exercise. Yeah. I was really into CrossFit at one point, which I absolutely love, but it's very expensive and I don't have time for anymore. It's a cult. I'm sorry. It's a cult. I know. All, all of you, you listeners out there, it's a cult. You're in a cult. Stop flipping tires. You don't need to do that. Just don't. You don't. No. It's cult. I don't I don't buy into CrossFit. I don't. I can't do it. Whatever works, man. No. Yeah. That's that's no. the message, right? Whatever works. Okay, so other healthy ways. <laughs> um, so CrossFit. Oh. Other healthy ways. I mean, Nathan's gonna listen to this. I mean, I don't know other healthy ways. Probably like hanging out with people way too much to the point where I'd be in a social butterfly. So I was never by myself. Mm-hmm. Right, like like social acceptability yeah. being like part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're the only ones I can think of. Oh, and work. Okay. Oh. Ooh, and sort of a joint question oh. to that. What's your worst, like, character defect? People-pleasing. Mm. People-pleasing. Okay. That's so, a new stock question. That's a new stock question. Yeah. I just thought about that. I usually yeah. walk into a situation and think, how can I get this person to like me? Ooh. Really? Very sick. Mm-hmm. Huh. I just realized that in the past year it, like, came to me, and I was thinking, why do I do that? One why? Of, yeah. One of mine's kind of, like, like, yeah. And, I like, I really hate this. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of like, in, how can I intellectually dominate this person? Yeah, exactly. Like, how can I, like, control this conversation to eventually make you look stupid? Mm. I'll do that to Ooh. people. I'll do that to people. And, uh, it, uh And it works. It, it's so, I feel like... You feel awful after Yeah, yeah. I feel I, bad. I'm like, I, I, I ran that conversation to a point where that person just, like, look like an idiot and now I feel better about myself but I also feel worse hmm. what's yours Eric? what's yours yeah I don't know I feel like it's evolved a lot um yeah well yeah I don't know the mind evolves too right now I guess I don't know I mean I guess the working thing is bad yeah that's really bad. Are maybe, you overworking? Maybe, maybe having no. seven screens in one room? No, that's not enough, that's David. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, what are you talking about? Like, we need at least two more. Um, <laughs> so maybe always going for more. No, but that's not true. I don't yeah, think. that's true. Um, not, not in all things. I mean, the the being a workaholic, but that's more of like a... Yeah. I, I, get, I mean, if we're going right the second... You know, okay. I, mean, I work right off the top of all the time. That's true. You do. How many yeah. hours a week do you work? Um, including my side projects, eighty to one hundred usually. Wow. I've been doing this for years. That's a. It's really wild. <laughs> I also it? now work out like five times a day, and like I'm very obsessive. Yes. Uh, there. Obsessive. You want to go there? Obsessive. Yes. Because yes, um, when you when you get into yeah. something, you get into it. Well, there's no reason. Like, go hard or go home. Like you know what true. I mean. Like wait. If, so when he has an idea, he blows up your phone all day long with the ideas. He's like oh, dude, streaming them like, to your phone. Qu- quite a bit. Like one, <laughs> once, especially even with the podcast. Like once he starts going with the podcast, he's yeah. going. It's a stream like, of thought. Mm. It's like Twitter. It's everything. Yeah. Like we're gonna do an LLC, then we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do this. Oh, he has like a whole like battle plan for us, and I'm just like I'm getting speakers today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I brought Emily. Look what I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm the I'm the etard here. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's that's mine. I okay, guess, right? Obsessive. Yeah, that's true. All right, to your question. Okay, and then my final question of the night. So. Um, Don't steal my question. Wait, that's well, four questions. No. Well, yeah, no. I, I did a dual question. I did. Yeah. I did. Oh yeah, you you. But it's a new stock question, so it's fine. Yeah. Um. So I guess you kind of answered this. Um, the whole stripping thing is like totally like don't understand it, um, at all. Uh, just so unhygienic. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I mean I'll be honest okay I was at my 
my brother-in-law's bachelor party and oh, like bachelor I, party I had to go right because it's like my future brother-in-law I had oh, to go very and obligated like, yeah like I was very uncomfortable and this woman just came up and like rubbed her tits in my face and I was like I had I went to the bathroom immediately and washed my face because I was like this that's fucking gross why did you do that like I didn't ask for that um disgusting <laughs> so yeah obsessive compulsive right uh but Dude, so i guess amazing. um that's amazing this kind of goes back to like i this, have a really good one this is kind of like the relationship <laughs> thing right where like how did you heal your relationships and kind of the image thing together because like you're str- like stripping right like mm-hmm. how <laughs> how how do you <laughs> what this <laughs> really that's it's that's so where you funny are to me. Um, oh my God. I'm trying to make noise. I guess like looking at because you're kind of like objectifying yourself right like Ooh. right at, as a stripper like you're you're using your yourself to I distract um, myself to stop laughing I don't know but like I guess what is it like kind of as far as your body image and stuff post stripping like and how you look at yourself now and you kind of answered it but kind of like from like that context of where you know you were kind of doing i guess stripping stuff and i don't know how to word that but (laughs) this just makes you uncomfortable and that's why you have to ask i I didn't it's not that there is a real question here like you know what is your image of yourself from when you were a stripper to your image of yourself now and how that's evolved okay that's, That's the question. question. Just stripping is kind of weird to me, so like I have to dance around it. So depending, that, nice. You have to dance good. around you it. Like That's it. Good. I think that <clears throat> when I was in active addiction and I had this, um, it's I didn't even realize that I had a nice body. I mean, it was very important to me. Mm-hmm. I it was all about the way I looked, and it was part of my job. Um, and oh, now I have a follow-up. And actually, if you want to know, I put the least amount of effort into my appearance than any of the other women probably mm-hmm. in there. So that was interesting. Um, I think I felt very like proud about that. So, but like now, like coming into recovery, um, it's not all about the outside. Like, yes, I want to work out to look nice okay, because right. I like to look nice. Yeah. However, it's way more than that. Like eating healthy, drinking a lot of water, exercising is not only good for like so not everything's about the physical anymore mm-hmm. it's also about like all those things are good for my mental and spiritual um side of myself also so not everything is about the physical however i will tell you you know that i am uncomfortable at the weight that i am and so my boyfriend hears about it every day today i told him i'm gonna go on system you know what i mean so hmm. so it's <laughs> I don't really think I'm going to. <laughs> I feel like you judged me. <laughs> a little bit. I judged you just a tiny bit there. I'm sorry. It was just, it was instinctual, you know, like. <laughs> but, um. There's another character defect. Judgmental. But, uh, hey, never look at my face during a meeting. You know what? I don't oh my have, God. It's I amazing. don't have to be skinny in order for people to love me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the bottom line. Yeah. People love me for who I am. Oh. I'm Not sorry. for the way I look. Go ahead. I have such a great follow-up to that. Okay. Um, how has the focus shifted from the outside's 
like prettying up your outsides to prettying up your insides and like expanding your mind and your spirituality. Oh my gosh. Like I have so many things um, that I like to do now. Like I never had any hobbies while I was using. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, so like, first of all, I, I came into recovery and I had to work on my insides. Like it's an inside out job. And so I really, really took that serious. There's your title. Really took that serious. Um, and so, you know, I, I went through everything that I needed to go through with like women in the program and like sit down with them and go over things and share their experience and practice and just make connections with people that didn't have anything to do with like the out. It was difficult. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah, recovery is not fucking easy. No, it was fucking hard. And then I started to get, um, I mean, I just started to get like really good at my career mm -hmm. and I started to be able to channel like, I'm a really loving person. That's one of the mm -hmm. biggest assets that I have. I was really able to help people, you yeah. know, get what I have by just showing them the way. Um, and then I got into, like, lash extensions. Yeah, right? that, was, that, yeah would, that was a thing. I was an eyelash artist, and I actually am doing, like, four clients' lashes this weekend after not doing them for four months. And women get sad if you're not available to do their lashes. <laughs> hmm. But, I, like, it's an art. Luckily, I'm blessed. All in itself. I'm blessed. Yeah. You are blessed. <laughs> Women pay me money to have your eyelashes. I know. It's pretty awesome. It I've is. heard that all my life. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty jelly. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I think I have the final question yes, of the night. Yes, you do. You have to pick one. You have to pick one. What's, uh, your, what's your favorite step? Oh, I didn't know if we were allowed to talk about steps. No, oh, I'm yeah, sad. we are. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Step seven. Step seven. seven. Ooh, I think that's a first. Um, uh, is it a first? I think it is. But I'm on step 11, and it's been so good. But step seven was the step that allowed me to finally just be okay with who I was. Mm. All right. That's mm -hmm. the perfect way to describe step seven. Yeah. 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 Humility, knowing exactly who you are in this world. Mm -hmm. His is 10, mine is three. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest, what's the most popular one that people say? Three. Three. three and then ten. Three and then ten. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. It's three and then ten. One person said one. Their reason for one was good. We, no, there's been a few twelves though. There has been a few twelves. People love twelve. So nice. All right. So we're gonna wind this down, but first we're gonna give you a chance to, um, for all all the listeners out there, everybody out there in the world, like who's struggling with addiction, not struggling with addiction. Um, what do you have to say about them? What do you have to say about the steps? You can talk about the steps real quick. Um, yeah, give it, give your message to the people out there. Um, the steps are the way up and out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that was that's the solution to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, and just, just to keep coming back. That was like the big, like no matter what, you could be like using, can't get a day clean, just keep coming back. You could be like miserable, having a, going through a divorce, just keep coming back. Mm -hmm. You could be lost your job and you're really broke and don't know how you're going to pay your rent, just keep coming back, you yeah. know? You can just get through everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just a matter of time. All right. Cool. Well, we would like to thank our guest, Emily, for joining us tonight. Give me a clap track. It's a terrible clap Let's track. See? see? Yeah. Okay. All right, she has a she has like a jingle to her wrist though, so that that added some flair to it. <laughs> All right.
All right. Well, uh, here at Podcast Recovery, we are aiming to expand the scope of support for recovering addicts. Accessibility and convenience of helpful services is paramount to to combating addiction. We work to bring the message of hope to every addict, wherever and whenever it is needed. We believe that a powerful voice of recovery should be obtainable, practical, and at the touch of a button. Every addict deserves to hear a message of hope, and Podcast Recovery is here to provide it. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, like, subscribe, invite your friends. You can check us out on all your podcast apps, Spotify, blah, 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 all that. We love you, all our international fans, all our American fans, everybody. Stay safe, stay clean.